Thanks for listening to the Voices of UMass Med, featuring the people, ideas, and advances of UMass Medical School. There aren't too many moments in medical school that sound like that. Match Day is an emotional and professional high when soon-to-be graduating medical students learn the hospital that they've matched with to complete their residency training in the medical specialty of their choice. No matter which medical school you attend, no matter where you are, all students open their envelopes at noon Eastern time on the third Friday in March. And as you heard just there, drama runs high. So do you remember your match day? Maybe you're hoping that will be you one day. Today we're joined by two resident physicians who are going to be sharing their sage wisdom and words of advice for uh, all things match day. So welcome to both of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We have Drs. Courtney Temple and Steven Kruger here with us. So does the hearing that countdown again take you back to your own match day? It yes, does. Absolutely. I remember it clearly. And what do you remember? What's that feeling like? Um, there is a lot of excitement in that room. I think that it's, um, it's palpable. Everyone is together. You're with all of your friends and you're all ready to take the next step together. Um, so it's a really exciting day. I know that there's a lot of anxiety for people, um, but I think overall it's like a really supportive, great environment here at UMass. So, mm. Yeah, I would say it's electric. You can feel electricity kind of pulse through the crowd when everybody opens their envelopes at the same time. I actually went to the match days as a first-year med student and then again as a second-year and a third year Are med you an student. adrenaline junkie or I something? I think so, honestly. I think <laughs> I, did I am. I the same thing. Did you? I was there every year. And it gets a little bit better every year because you know more of the class above you. So when Dr. Temple here matched, it was like, I thought it was the coolest thing ever until my own match day. And which I was, was at your match day too. Yeah, so that's right. That's it's right. amazing to watch your friends above and below in both, you know, uh, your own class and other classes. We um, should quickly mm -hmm. say that we're, you guys are both very proud UMass Medical School graduates. Yes. So we are very yeah. proud <laughs> to you. have you here, both as medical students and now as residents. We're so glad that you stayed um, with, the, with the university. But it really is no exaggeration to say that you're, you're holding an envelope. So all graduating medical school students are holding an envelope. You have no idea what's on that piece of paper. And it will determine the next three years of your life. Yes. That's right. That's right. It's like a made-for-TV moment. So one, you know, uh, here I am, like, standing there in the middle, surrounded by all of my family members. And uh, one of the programs that was on my list that I liked a lot was out in the Midwest, in Minnesota, actually. Mm -hmm. And I remember being all excited about ranking them. And then here I am thinking... If I open this envelope and I end up in the Midwest, what is my whole family going to do My mom's going to be really So mad. it's a little bit like, whoa, I wasn't picturing this moment exactly. Yeah, I think there are a lot of thoughts. for, And people have different experiences when they're opening their envelopes. Um, I think that, you know, I, I want everyone to just remember to take a moment during the entire process to reflect and um, be excited about how far they've come and really... Um, try to own that feeling of how much they've accomplished no matter what is in the envelope when they open it um, because everyone will sort of have a different experience with that and it's 
it's a huge accomplishment, but it's, it's actually just one more step in this entire process. So um, they've come a long way, and it's a really exciting feeling to know where you're going, but just to take a moment to see where you've been to with all of your friends and family there, um, I think is really important. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. So is there anything sitting here now as residents, we should say, Courtney, you um, graduated in 2017, yes. I have that right, and Stephen, 2019. 18, 2018. 2018, yep. my apologies. That's okay, And no you problem. are um, now practicing dermatology, Courtney, emergency medicine, yes. about to dive even more deeply into toxicology in right. the future. So. Um, so you've had now professional experience under, you know, working every day as a physician. Is there anything that you've thought about that you wish you knew when you were standing there on your own match day holding that envelope? Mm. That's a good question. I, I would say, um, I mean, I guess I, I knew this, but it, it was more obvious to me when I started as an intern. And for dermatology, we have to do a broad-based intern year. I did a transitional year at Cambridge Health Alliance before coming back here for dermatology. Just knowing how well-trained we are as medical students here, and uh, that that first day of intern year is a very stressful day and you feel like it's you know almost insurmountable and you're brand new and you're trying to find your footing as a new physician um, but kind of knowing that the training you received here was second to none and a lot of these programs that are receiving us at the beginning of that year um, they know what they're getting when they get a UMass grad. And I think that would have maybe put my mind at ease a little bit more before that started so match day all the way up to graduation. I think I was probably pretty stressed out about the beginning but of But do that. you really know that on your first day or is that something that you kind of get a feel for when you're, you know, you can't help but compare yourself to the other students yeah. who have, or other residents who have come from other programs? I mean, I think there's a component of that that is true um, where you start to look around and say, I I'm starting to feel comfortable with what I learned before coming here, and I know that I was trained in the best way, and I'm prepared in such a um, in such a way that I can perform to the best of my capability as an intern. I think UMass does that for us really well. So we um, perform well, and we outperform. Um, you know, I, I think like what what our programs are. are getting from us. What so, a great gift of confidence. That it was. is. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I also think that uh, I wish that I had known that it's not exactly the, the program that it's going to define you. And I think that this is a continuation of this point is that we're coming in so well trained, so well prepared that we're going to be successful anywhere. Um, and it's not, it's not where you end up, where you open the envelope. Um, you know, Wherever you go, I think that the skills that we built here and that we learned here are, are what's going to carry you and make you successful. So um, whether you are excited or you weren't sure and you're headed off for a new adventure that you didn't know was coming, I think that everyone that graduates from this school is completely ready to become an intern. And no matter where you go, there are patients who need you. Exactly. Right. And who need your help. 
right. staying healthy and living good lives. Mm -hmm. So let's talk, you alluded a little bit to um, the selection process of the match. So for people who may not be familiar with this, uh, soon to be graduating medical students interview at a bunch of programs, you decide what specialty you want to pursue, you interview at all those programs, and then you say, I like this one the best, and second best, and third best, and you make your list. Mm -hmm. Meantime, the programs are doing the same thing with all the candidates they've interviewed. They say, I like him, I like her, and they rank their preferences similarly. And then there's this crazy computer algorithm that somehow determines exactly. the match. Correct. How nerve-wracking must that be? <laughs> it is. But how did you think about prioritizing your own choices? Is that um, clear-cut, or is there sort of a philosophy behind it or a strategy? I would say it's not clear-cut by any means. The, the decision on where to rank certain programs is an individual personal decision mm -hmm. for each applicant. Um, I, I would say for the most part, maybe for a at least slight majority of applicants, location and geography is playing a big role in where you're ranking places. People typically have other spouses or partners that they're thinking of in this process. Um, certainly, you know, then you start thinking about quality of the program and the, the specific strengths of each program and whether those align with yours. So it truly is a match in that way. Um, and after that, it, it goes, you know, feel or vibe of the program. Mm -hmm. Do they do the personalities there of the attendings and the current residents fit with who you are and what you're looking for uh, in a group of people that you're going to be kind of shoulder to shoulder with for three plus years? I think those are kind of the main things, at least for me, that I was thinking of when I made the rank. Courtney, how did you approach that process? Yeah, that was the same for me. I have family in this area. I really wanted to stay in the Northeast, so I... Um, interviewed um, really only on this coast intending to stay. I already knew that I loved UMass, um, so that was an easy, um, an easy thought process for me. I knew the people here, I loved the people here, and it's why I chose to uh, rank them number one and try to stay. Um, I knew I wanted to come here, but location certainly was a big choice. I was lucky in that we are also, uh, the emergency program has a lot of research focus um, we have a great high acuity department, um, sort of all of the things I was looking for, a level one trauma center. So my home program just happened to be the best fit for me. But um, as a side note, I think it's really important to sort of find your people. And I think we do that when we choose our specialty. Um, you find out where you really fit in, the, the content of what you want to continue in, in terms of your education and what you want to specialize in. And then you need to find a program that also fits with that because programs have their own personalities. So again, the people here were like a driving reason for me to stay. Um, but I was lucky. It's a great location and a great program on top of it. So When you talk about finding your people, is it enough yeah. to trust your gut? I mean, how, how did you go through that yeah. process of decision making? That's hard. I, for me, that is 100% my gut feeling. It's watching how um, the residents interact with, with each other, the way that they interact with faculty, um, and how I would fit in. Are these going to be my friends? Because these are the people that I'm going to be around for most of the day, every day, for, for the next week. <laughs> three to four years. Right. So are these people that I want to be my friends, that I want to be my family? Um, and that's sort of, I think, has to be a gut feeling that you have to trust. Um, right. So that's a good yardstick that mm -hmm. people can take away and apply in their own situation. Stephen, what would you add to that? 
I would agree with what Courtney said a little bit earlier, which is uh, you, you have kind of chosen a specialty at this point in the process uh, based so, uh, also on finding your people. Um, because certainly from one specialty to the next, the personalities and the approach to medicine and the approach to patients can be extremely different. So for me, you know, finding dermatology was already finding, quote unquote, my people. That being said, when you go to different programs, rotate or interviewing at other places, there is a variation between, um, you know, how laid back or maybe more, um, you know, strict certain programs are. So from there, I was definitely more on the, you know, hoping for a laid back group that was easy to kind of talk to in the hospital, in the clinic, but also, you know, out to dinner, for example, with that same group. So I was a little nervous about posing this question to you, but you just answered it, Courtney. You did put UMass as I your did. first choice. I did. And you got it. I did. We should say not everybody gets their first choice. That's just part of the mm -hmm. algorithm. It's part of life. So what do you say to somebody in that position? I think that that's something else that everyone in that room should remember as you're surrounded by your friends and your family. Your friend next to you may not be having that same experience. They may not be as excited. They may be nervous. They may feel disappointed. Um, they may be sad. And I had that experience with my some of my friends. Um, I think the most important thing is to support them and reassure them and make sure that they remember where they're coming from and that they still have a family, which is you and the rest of that class, to support them. Um, and to also let them know that it's okay to be disappointed if you didn't get your first choice. But like I said before, I think coming from this program, um, you're going to be successful wherever you end up. So. Everyone needs a moment to process, I think, and just to be there for them, um, regardless of what, what happens, um, I, I think is an important thing to keep in mind. Yeah, I mean, UMass does extremely well in the match every year. If you look back at our numbers mm -hmm. for the past, I don't even know how many years, it's an, an extremely uh, you know, competitive match list. I think most people end up at maybe their first, second, or third choice historically. But if you don't match, you know, in one of those top three and you go down to your fifth choice or your sixth or seventh or even beyond that, the point is you matched. And I think Courtney alluded to this earlier. You're going to be board certified in your specialty in just a few more short years yeah. at times, sometimes longer, sometimes shorter. Um, and the point is, you know, everything happens for a reason. You kind of have to believe that and on a day like this. Right. And like so many things in life, getting number one, your first choice, or you say it feels a little bit like a brass ring. And maybe number two is actually the one right. you should have been at. Or maybe number three or four is mm -hmm. actually the one where you're going to find the most satisfaction or the best friends. Right. Yeah. I would also say that even to get to this point, to get to match day, you've applied to college, you've right. applied to med school, you've applied to internships and jobs and yeah. different volunteer organizations that you may have been rejected from, not gotten your first choice. So we should be used to this <laughs> by now, yeah. but we're not always used to when we don't get exactly what we want. Yeah, getting to the finish line of medical school is such a huge achievement anyway, like you said. Right. There's so much to be proud of on that day, in that moment. So you talked a little bit about how you felt on your first day as a resident, usually July 1st, right? Right yes. after you graduate. That's right. Um, 
Anything else you want to share about that or what surprised you? What has surprised you about being a resident? I think immediately once I started to see patients, they looked to me as the doctor. And for me, yesterday I was a medical student and that transition is um, emotional in some way where you now have this responsibility that you may have had before, but now it feels so real to you. Um, it truly is your patient, um, especially in the emergency department where there may not be a whole team around you and it's, it's just you and that other person. Um, and you are gaining their trust as their physician now and you're not sort of just, I say just, but you're not the medical student that is coming up with a plan and suggesting orders. You're the one ordering things now and people are going to do that. So there's a lot of responsibility that comes with it. Um, I think that there's a lot of anxiety and fear on the first day, sure. but um, it's something that begins to fade more quickly than you would think. Yeah, so I, how long was that before you sort of felt like, yeah, I do belong here? Oh, well. <laughs> still working on I that. Still, I think that that carries with everyone um, nearly forever. Um, we all have these moments of, we call it imposter syndrome, where we feel like, you know, are we doing the right thing? Do I really know what I'm doing? Um, but you do. Um, it, I, you know, I honestly, by the end of the first week, you start to forget a little bit of that fear because you become more comfortable even just with tasks, ordering things, using the computer. Where are the bathrooms? Are you in a new place? Um, those sorts of things. Any way that your anxiety starts to ease, ease the process, you, you start to... to um, You're getting into a routine, exactly. part of the fabric yeah. of this department. Stephen, how about for you? Um, I would say... For my intern year, and again, these were kind of two different institutions for me, two different specialties, really. For my intern year, I was most surprised by how much I enjoyed being an intern. I told you I was dreading That's it. That's great validation. And I really loved it. I really loved my intern year. I loved taking care of, you know, medically complex patients and doing things and seeing things that I knew I was probably never going to see again when I transitioned to dermatology. So I was surprised by that. I was not expecting that. And now since I've transitioned to dermatology, I'm surprised by how busy it is. Really? I cannot believe how busy dermatology really? residency is in the best way. You never sit down. You never sit down. <laughs> uh, you know, certainly we have more reasonable, you know, business hours, mm -hmm. more of a clinic schedule Monday through Friday, but the learning never stops. You go home and you open up your textbook and there's more work to be done, more reading to be done. If you want to add on research, that's coming out of that, you know, quote unquote free time. So it's busy, but in the best way. So that leads me to something I wanted to ask you about. This is such a challenging time in medicine. I mean, I guess you could probably say that at any point in history, but I feel like, you know, it's often challenging and expensive for patients to get the access to the care that they want or need for physicians. I don't have to tell you, burnout is real. Um, how, since you're sort of at the beginning of your career, maybe trying to set good habits and patterns, how are you thinking about wellness and integrating that into your professional lives in a way that makes sense for you? I think the foundation of wellness is balance. Um, we all went into this to work hard we knew that we were going to be busy 
we knew that we were going to be on this journey to for sort of this lifelong learning. But in doing that, I think we have to be very careful to not lose the things that make us happy outside of work. Because for most of us, I think learning and work has made us very happy, and that's how we've gotten this far. That's how we've stayed so successful. But we have to remember that sleep is important. Health is important. Eating well, it's very easy to eat poorly in a hospital if you're working in it. Um, to spend time with friends and family, to keep doing the hobbies that you liked before you sort of started this course, um, and discovering new things that you like. I think it's very easy to work and do research and think about the next step instead of staying in the moment and going home and reflecting and choosing yourself over work a lot of the time. Yeah, it's funny. I, I think back to busy days as an undergrad, um, busy days in the first couple years of medical school and then the third and fourth year of medical school, its own kind of busyness, um, and then intern year and now residency. And, and you know, you always wonder, okay, the next step is going to be better. The next step is going to be less busy. And lately I've started to realize, you know, as we take more ownership of patients um, and calls happen all hours of the night, and there's always more work to be done, I'm realizing now that the busyness is probably not actually going to end for me, and this probably is going to be my career. And so exactly what Courtney said, I completely echo that there has to be time when you turn off consciously, you make an intentional effort to turn off the, the work and you know spend time with family, friends, or even just yourself. So I totally agree with that. The other thing I would say is um, to your point about you know physician burnout specifically in the workplace, just finding ways to, you know, whether it's work harder, not smarter, or whatever the case is, however you can kind of decrease some of the more administrative tasks, note writing, um, prior authorizations, anything that you can do to delegate that I found has already been helpful and kind of like keeping me refreshed and focused on the good, the good parts of the job. Yeah. And that could also be something folks could ask about when they're interviewing and, you know, screening programs. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, people should be, it may not be the first question you ask, it may right. come off. But what's the know, culture? What's the exactly. balance? How mm -hmm. do you support yeah. people? How who, do you, what's your focus on resident wellness? What kind of um, emphasis do you put on that? What kind of um, things do you have in place for, for students that want to get involved in wellness? You could frame it like that because residents sort of have these notorious 80-hour work weeks, and I won't ask you if it ever goes above 80 hours, because I'm sure that with all that extra stuff that you do at home to, to take better care of your patients, it just might. Well, thank you so much. This has been a joy. You're welcome. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, thank you for having us. Best of luck to everybody out there who's getting ready to match in just a few short days. Doctors Courtney Temple and Steven Kruger are resident physicians at UMass Memorial Medical Center and I should add proud graduates of UMass Medical School. We hope that you will experience Match Day here at UMass Medical School for yourself. Join us live via Facebook at UMass Medical. We'll be starting at 11.30 a.m. on Friday, March 20th if you want to see it all for yourself and share your congratulations with this year's graduating class. Thank you for listening to the Voices of UMass Med podcast. I'm Jennifer Berryman, Vice Chancellor for Communications at the University of Massachusetts Medical School. Keep up to date with everything happening at UMass Medical School by following us on Facebook at UMass Med 
on Twitter at UMass Medical and on LinkedIn at University of Massachusetts Medical School.